Okay, it's uh, Ask Uncle Lee Wednesday. So, I've got a few questions. Um, I'll cover as many as I can. I don't want to obviously make these too long. Um, and obviously don't want to run out of questions. So, uh, we'll stick to maybe two questions uh, per week. But anyway, let's get into that. Welcome to my channel. You are entering the world of magic and mysticism with your host, Lee W. Johnson. Keep the lights on and help improve the channel by becoming a supporter for just $2.99 per month. Hit the join button. Okay, uh, first question is from at Lost Source 99. Oh, sorry, if you do have questions, put them in the comments to one of these Ask, Ask Uncle Lee videos uh, and I'll add it to the list. Um, so, question from at Lost Source 99. Um, I'm deep diving into S. Connolly's work as well as other demonology resources, including this channel, so thank you, it's a pleasure. Um, I understand that a key part of this practice religion is self worship. What does that look like in practice? I imagine it's different for everyone, but coming from a Christian background, even after, after much deconstructing, self-worship is a very foreign concept. Uh, thanks, Lee, and Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to you too. All right, um, so yes, when you're coming from a Christian background, and I think this often um, gets related in response to coming from a Christian background. And in that regard, it often becomes uh, or, or goes to an extreme. Um, and that's, you know, it's understandable. Um, it's a reaction against something which you are, um, caused a lot of people trauma. So, you know, why wouldn't you go to the extreme to try and reject that concept? Um, but, you know, from a Christian background, you are going to come up against this thing of we are lesser, you are lesser than the ultimate uh, divinity, the God. So you are always lesser than. So when we move away from Christianity and we find these paths which are liberating for the self, um, and there is there is quite a large emphasis um, within what we have to, have to label left hand path um, to this whole idea of um, becoming a, a god. I'm not going to use that particular phrase exactly, as it's uh, stated elsewhere. Um, but this idea of becoming deified. Um, now, when we look at this in actual context, we are already, it depends on your worldview, obviously. That's going to differ, it's going to change, and it's going to change the response and the, the answer to this particular question. But uh, if we look at this from the perspective that everything is connected, um, you know, our, all our energy, our energy is connected. So energy flows through us and out of us and around us, and it connects all things and all beings and all people. Uh, if we look at it from an animistic point of view, everything has a soul and everything is connected. Now, if everything is connected, that means that divinity itself is connected to us and therefore not separate from us. And therefore, because nothing is separate, sep separate then uh, we are divinity. Okay. So if we look at it from that perspective, then we are already 
gods and goddesses and we are already divinity because it's not separate from us um in that case as i said we are already divinity um now what's taking place here or what the idea is behind this whole self-worship thing is that we we reject this christian worldview this christian idea that we are always lesser than and we bring ourselves into this state where we are just as important as anything else in this cosmos all right we are not lesser but at the same time it does not mean that anything is lesser than us and you know we talk quite a bit about um, things like astral parasites lower vibrational spirits and entities and it kind of gives the impression that they are lesser than us and other deities um, but they're actually not because they're all necessary everything is necessary for the workings of the cosmos so we don't want these lesser these lesser or, or, or astral parasites and things to be attached to us just as in physical life we don't want physical parasites to be inside us um, therefore we get rid of them so it doesn't mean that we have to have them attached to us or inside us or wherever they are um, but it does mean that they are necessary to the functioning of all things okay so they, they are their their existence is important um, so this is where you know when we talk about lower vibrational entities versus higher vibrational entities we're not really talking about um, a hierarchy or a ranking system where one entity is more powerful than another okay all entities are equal all entities are the same because we are not separate from anything um, we are all of these entities we are all of these beings we are all of the things that exist we are divinity itself okay and this is where self-worship um, kind of takes place is that we are worshiping ourselves as being all things so when you go out and uh, if um, if somebody is harming another person or harming an animal or harming something which exists they are actually harming themselves from that perspective from that worldview and from that context not everybody holds that worldview obviously um but that's kind of the whole that's how i think personally that's how it should be the whole idea of self-worship is that we worship all things equally because we are all things okay so when we talk about self-deification um it's the same thing we are we are not we're not actually becoming deified we already are we are coming into the realization that we are the understanding the union the religion of these things the yoga of the understanding that we are deified we are deific okay so i think hopefully <coughs> sorry hopefully that that kind of answers that question okay it is quite a difficult question to get across and again as i said it depends on the worldview and it's not just found within the so-called left-hand path i hate using that term um the whole left-hand path versus right-hand path thing again becomes this this idea of 
um, you know, uh, um, black and white, good and evil, um, left and right, opposites, dualities. I uh, don't really like that myself, but it's uh, sometimes necessary to try and explain things. Um, but it's, it's not just within that, that one particular stream or current of, of practice. Uh, it's in all. Um, there are many, many practices uh, which wouldn't fall under that, that premise um, that view us and everything as being connected, as being one, as being um, the all. And in that case, we are divinity. You know? That's really just what it boils down to. All right, so next question, let's see. Okay. At DefLep Radar. Um, uh, I've been coming across more and more magic practitioners who believe no protection is needed at all for any practices, spells, and rituals. No circles, no purifying areas or items, smudging, um, no calling for protection. Protection spirits like the Four Kings, no gate opening or necromancy protection, nothing. Uh, these same people tend to believe trickster spirits or parasitic low vibrational entities don't exist. Okay, um, I really don't understand where they're coming from. I've witnessed firsthand what can happen without any protection, and I've come across lying trickster spirits many times. Why do you think these are becoming more popular beliefs? Could it be these people have looked out so far? Um, I've come across uh, long-term practitioners who believe this, so it's not just a newbie or ignorance thing. Okay, Ooh, there's a lot to try and cover in this question. So, first of all, coming back to Christian worldview versus what we find when people move on to a magical path. A lot of people take the Christian worldview with them. Um, they may reject the Christ Christian principles and the Christian God, but they take the worldview with them. And one of the well, one aspect of that worldview is that you are automatically protected from any entities because you have God on your side. Um, and that attitude gets taken across. It just you know a different God gets replaced. So there is that aspect. Um, which could be coming into play here. Um, you know, a lot of people don't use um, protective circles. And we spoke about this on Into the Wild World when we were talking about um, the compass and compass round, laying the compass and things like that. It's not actually a protective space that you put yourself in because you are not necessarily working in just this space that you create, um, this little bubble that you create. Uh, for that period of time, you're not working in that space. You're actually moving beyond. You're moving through into into the other world um, and things like that. So it's not actually a protective space. Um, so there's a lot of practices where we don't use protective circles. However, saying that, we do use wards and protections. Um, that's a very necessary part of magic from the beginning. It's one of the foundational things. You learn your meditation, your breath work, your visualization, your concentration, uh, your one-pointed focus. Um, you then you also learn cleansing and protection work. You know, it's kind of like that. All one of those foundational practices that you, you should be doing. Um, and the reason is because of the low vi lower vibrational entities, the, the astral parasites, etc., etc. 
and also to ward off attacks from other people, from other witches, um, ward off the evil eye, etc., etc., etc. So we have to learn protection, and that comes in many, many, many different forms. For somebody who is not doing any of that either, they, through their, their own practice, through their own working, without maybe not consciously doing it, they have created wards, they have created certain protections. Um, or what they're doing is they think it's they think they're doing something which is working, but it's not actually doing anything. Um, it's pure fantasy, pure. I don't want to use the word imagination because imagination is a very important thing. So let's let's stick to the word fantasy. It's pure, just pure fantasy that they're doing. Um, I've seen a lot of people who um, cast circles and they have no idea of how the energy actually moves, how it works. So that all they're doing is just um, playing it out. Um, you know, saying the words by rote. Um, they are just simply going around doing the necessary actions, saying the necessary words, but not actually understanding how the energy moves and flows. And nothing actually energetically happens, and it doesn't actually do anything. But they carry on doing this for years and years and years because they think it's actually doing something. Unfortunately, it's not. Um, so there is that case as well. Um, and, you know, obviously that's talking about casting protective circles, so the opposite uh, uh, applies there. Um, let me get back to your question. Uh, yeah, no calling, no gate opening or necromancy protection. Yeah, if you're not doing protection or not, not warding, let's put it that way. Um, you know, if you're going to start doing some forms of gate opening necromantic work, you're going to, you're basically opening a portal, a rip in time and space between worlds type of thing. Um, you're going to want to set up wards, um, or a ward at the gate, at the opening itself, to make sure that what comes through is what you want to come through and not something else. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of protection that you should be doing. Otherwise, you know, it, it, this comes into play with a lot of people who um, just kind of play around and experiment with with certain um, channeling methods um, to channel the dead. You know, they just do it and they don't worry about, they don't think that they've opened a door, they've got to close it afterwards. Um, and they don't, you know, there's no wars, there's no protection, there's no nothing. Um, they just let whatever comes through, comes through and attach to them. Um, and then they walk away. They don't even close the door afterwards. But that's that's usually an experience. Um, and somebody who doesn't know what they're actually doing. Yeah, there is really a lot to cover in this. Um, but I think you get the idea. We don't... Let me try and put it into a nutshell and boil it all down. So we don't necessarily need to do protective or cast protective circles when we're doing workings, ritual, spell work, uh, whatever that is. We don't necessarily need to um, create a protective circle. Um, you also mentioned purifying areas. If an area is purified, you don't need to purify it again. 
Um, there are some cases where, or some cultures and traditions, that consider the land to already be sacred and purified, um, unless, of course, it's been polluted, yeah, obviously. But um, your natural land is already sacred, and before doing some kind of circle casting or, or making, saining the land or making it sacred or something like that is moot. It's just, you know, it's actually kind of a waste of time. Um, and kind of a bit of an insult to the land itself because it is already sacred. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's kind of like trying to make something sacred more sacred. Can't really do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you've got an item, then it needs to be, you know, the energy needs to be cleaned off it. Um, it's just the same as if you, you know, okay, some people don't do it. But if you buy new clothes from the store, when I mean, they're new, they're not, um, you know, it's not like they've been, it's not from a second-hand store where they've been worn and worn and worn by various people. But in new clothes, you bring them home and you usually put them in the washer before you wear them. Um, or blankets or sheets or something like that. You usually buy them new, put them in the washer. And, you know, there's various reasons for that. But uh, it's the same type of thing, you know, if, especially if you buy second-hand clothes, you're going to probably put them in the washer before you go and wear them yourself because you don't know if they've been washed. So if you buy an item, whether it's new or whether it's second-hand, um, to use in, in, magic, in a magical sense, you are going to want to clean all of the necessary energy off that is on them uh, that has been put there because they have been handled by various people. If it's new, um, it's been handled by the people that made it. It's been handled by the people who stored it, who shipped it, who um, put it on a shelf, etc., etc., etc. So it's picked up energies along the way. You're going to want to clean those off. Um, and it's not necessarily from a protective perspective. It's just you want a clean item if you're going to make it sacred. Really as simple as that. Um, but, you know, you don't also need to call protective spirits, um, like four kings, um, if you're going to be doing spell work or rituals. Um, even if you're going to be moving between worlds, you don't necessarily have to create a protective circle. You don't have to call protective spirits to stand guard. You can do if you want to. Um, if you feel it's a necessity, then do it. You know, If you feel it's not a necessity, then don't do it. Experiment with it. See what happens. If you do pick up a natural parasite, then start working with a protective circle whenever you do that type of work. Um, again, it comes back to experimentation and uh, testing. Um, keep a journal. Uh, make sure that you're recording everything so that you know where to adapt, where to change. You know, all the usual stuff. Um, but it depends on the situation. However, as you said, there are people who don't use any protections at all, have never done protections, um, don't even believe that trickster spirits or par parasitic spirits actually exist. Um, yeah, I'm not going to... Trickster spirits is a bit of a tricky one, difficult one. But astral parasites... Um, um, imposter spirits and things like that, lower vibrational entities, um, don't even believe, believe they exist. And that's usually because they've come from, they've taken this Christian worldview 
and just transplanted it somewhere else, taken on a different god. Um, but the whole attitude, the whole worldview just gets carried across. This god is there, it's going to protect me. I don't need to worry about doing anything like that. Um, that's really kind of usually what it boils down to. All right. So I'm going to, have to leave it there today. And oh, darn it, I forgot to wear my hat. I'll wear my hat next time. <laughs> all right. Have a good one for now. Bye-bye.